Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I put the F in roller coasters. I'm Ben, and I put the uh, put the B in lift hill. <laughs> <laughs> I put the D in the O. Never mind. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to your favorite Coaster Sucks. We are the shittiest podcast on the internet that talks about roller coasters, and it's because we're just assholes. I don't know. Well, the roller coasters exist, and therefore we talk about them. They're they're a thing, and so we... We uh, we p- put our voices down and share our dumb opinions, and uh, people that are way cooler than us listen to it, and hopefully find some entertainment. <laughs> Shocking! Welcome back, guys. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, end of the month coming up. Holy shit! Well, not quite. It's like the twenty. 20- it's, the first it's day late of fall. in the month. It's it's late in the month. Yeah, and it's the first day of fall. I could say it's officially late September. I guess we'll put it that way. Twenty twenty one is coming to a close fast. I um, this one I at least felt like a real year. Like compared to like last year, didn't feel real. Oh shit! I'm dropping a lot of stuff. Um. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I hear you. Like, at least there's been, like, things that are outside of home this year. Yeah. You well, know, it's, well, it's fucking crazy, and it's alarming me, is, uh, dude, it's, like, hard to find food. Well, I mean, not quite yet, but store shelves are getting really low. Yeah, I mean, supply chain disruptions are real. Yeah, but it's, uh, is that? I mean, I haven't noticed that here in this area. Well, that's good. So maybe, maybe that's more out west. Well, it's it's like it come and goes. It's with specific things, um, like dairy. Dairy's in shortage right now, at least where I shop. Um, I did buy like a 20 pack of paper towel. So fucking hoarder. <laughs> I think 20 is okay. 20, 20 is good. That's like a, a month and a half supply. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I got about eight pounds of coffee. Okay. So. So you're going to need all the toilet paper that you bought. Mm-hmm. Actually, I see why you bought paper towels. You'll just switch to that at a certain point. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you didn't have to, if you didn't have to worry about plumbing, it actually would be, especially a, like a good thick bounty square. <clears throat> That's what people yeah, are doing. I mean, 
I remember, um, I mean, back when the original toilet paper shortage was happening, I had a friend who was looking for bidets, but all the bidets were sold out. And I even, I even posted this when the put I put on Facebook, I was like, if you can't find toilet paper, buy a bidet, think outside the bun. And like, sure enough, like a week later, the bidets go out of stock. Um, but so my friend bought like this off brand bidet that was literally like a, like a kitchen, sp- like a, like a kitchen sink sprayer, like a hand nozzle. Oh thing God. Oh that just God. Atta- that just attaches to the toilet. <laughs> I don't I even mean... think it was literally, a, I don't even think it was actually a bidet. And I go yeah. over and I go stay at her house and I'm like, that thing is fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah, it shouldn't be operated like a hose that's not really the point of a bidet at that point just get in the shower right i mean i mean i get it i'm sure it works but like yeah you don't want the the magic of the bidet is that the water source comes from under the toilet seat so when things drip it just drips into the bowl but if you have a hand sprayer that whole interaction you're gonna get water everywhere you're gonna get like you know particles shit particles flying around it's not a good idea so yeah um that's the the good thing about the bidet is that you the real ones you just change it so instead of going up it's going down from the sides and you know flushing away any remnants yeah <laughs> There's a there's one called the Astor, A S T O R, short for Ass Torrent. <laughs> <laughs> that one's always that one's my favorite. When I uh, that guy I was dating in Seattle, he had this like three hundred dollar bidet, so it had you could program five. Pro, there was five profiles, you could program water intensity a water cycle so you could start off light and then get heavier you could have it it was like a heated there's a heated seat thing heated water it was high end it was pretty cool that sounds fucking luxurious yeah or should i say luxury ass yeah that's like the fuck to to turn a phrase the lap of luxury Um, but you know, you said you posted about bidets and then bidets sold out. I think here's the thing is one, one thing I know about you, man, is like, you're kind of like a trendsetter. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm, it's like, you just pay attention to what's happening and like, yeah, you just gotta be one week ahead of it. That's, that's the thing is like, I think that's even to some extent carried over to what we do here. That's true, and that's that's cool. Because I came across something on on uh, online that caught my attention. Um, we were actually talking a bit about it before the show, before we started recording, but uh, came across some some interesting T-shirts that seemed uh, how how do we phrase it? Uh, maybe like kind of inspired by. 
Well, I mean, yeah, and like the thing is, like the jokes are pretty open, but it's just oh, cool yeah. that it, I I just like that there's more of the genre growing, and if it's by influence of us, that's cool. I mean, well, here's the thing: is I'm not going to be the bitter, crotchety old fuck. I think it's cool that everyone should participate, uh, and we're also not going to claim inventing being the assholes in the coaster scene. Cause we were, we were inspired straight up by absolutely reliable and the gap and, uh, Don coaster, the shit those people were doing when we were younger. And so we kind of carry on that spiritual vibe. So if we're, if we're kind of setting that next bar, then that's fucking cool with me. Mm-hmm. So the one thing is I will claim credit when I see it going forward though. <laughs> That's that's where my ego's at. I'm not gonna be like fuck you. You stole my shit because no, that wasn't even my shit to begin with. But I did it, so now you were inspired by me. If you did it after me, sorry, that's the rule. <laughs> even if you came up with the shit independently and never even heard of me, sorry, you were inspired by me. <laughs> well, we should claim another a few another few things too. While we're at it, like um. We should claim. All right, here's one. I started using a little bit of chewing tobacco, so I'm taking that one. Chewing tobacco. <laughs> that one's going to be a big one. Um, oh, f- bringing fruit on roller coasters. Oh, you mean you mean like taking old ones and recycling them back and then taking credit for them. Sure. Um, okay, that's a good one. How about... Hear me on this one now. Bringing a full-on VHS camcorder onto a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on a second. We need we need to get John Ravella in on this. So, what about a YouTube channel that takes POVs of modern roller coasters like RMCs and shit, but with a VHS camcorder with a little like um, timestamp and everything? That'd that would be, be cool. awesome. Because you could like you could like. <laughs> make it look like one of those old videos. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, John Ravel, get on that. I don't know if he listens, but I did see him recently. Shouts to John Ravel. <laughs> uh, he was he was a guest on our show, I, I want to say, way back uh, episode seven. Yeah, that sounds right. It was like one of the fir- very first ones. I do remember that, yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure he was the first guest that we had on the show. That's right. Yep. So, and that seems appropriate because he's he's good people. He was <laughs> he is the guy that fucking signed uh, my wedding certificate. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, that's uh, and and here's a funny story, right? And uh, I also got to say a, a big thank you to uh, our friend Nolan. Because uh, we hung out with him at Fright Fest Preview. 
And uh, man, it was awesome. I'll get to that a little bit later. But big shouts to, to our buddy Nolan. And we're talking about John Ravel. I have a I have a funny story about those two dudes. This one time, they were helping me move. This was maybe in uh, I don't know five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. And um, we were moving my couch down some stairs, and Nolan rolled his ankle. And it it was bogus, man. I felt so bad. And it was right before opening day. So he was in a wheelchair on opening day. And I felt so bad for him. I was like, dude, I'll push you around. I don't even. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so I was I like I was so thankful that he helped me move, but also felt so bad that he hurt himself while, you know, he was moving my shit. Yeah, right, right. So I'm just like, dude, I'll be there the whole day. I don't give a fuck. I'll push you around, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, so shouts to Nolan for hooking that up. That was man, that for, was legit. For our first preview, that I haven't, uh, man, I I haven't even thought about that in a while. Yeah, you know, it was. It just so happened to work out right. I had heard that you know Fright Fest was gonna start. And I just texted Nolan and was like, hey, you know, what's the word? Uh, can I, could you, you help us get into preview or whatever? And he's like, yeah, for sure. So we went, um, shit, I'll just, I'll just delve into the trip reports. We'll go into our trip reports because I know you got one too. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, the fucking, we, we got in there and, uh, there was some, cool new areas like the scare zones i haven't been to fright fest i went once in 2019 but i hadn't really been there since uh like back in 2013 when i worked there right so a lot of stuff was different um the one thing that was like noticeably kind of weird was you remember how they used to always do the uh the seven sins cemetery in orleans place um that well oh right yeah and they would have all the like scenes, the tombstone scenes set up. Yeah. Like around Superman and Ruladage and everything. Right, yeah. Well, they've rethemed that area and they've taken those like gravestone scenes, those tombstone scenes, and put them just like in kind of random locations throughout the park. But they haven't really replaced the theming in Orleans Place. So it's it's kind of just a little barren in there. So that's like um Okay, so there's no I'm trying to remember that used to be a scare zone, right? Like there used yeah, to be Yeah, yeah, okay. it still is. They had some characters. Now, I got to say I will give them huge props. They have clearly upped the amount of uh budget line for Fright Fest cuz they are up to a whopping six mazes now. Okay, cool. And those are, are those paid or unpaid or like entry? Uh, I think they're ticketed by standard, but if you've got a membership, you can get some or, you know, I, I don't know. You gotta, it, it, it's probably, you gotta get a wristband or some tickets or something. Right. Okay. Um, obviously for preview night, you know, it's, you just, go through but there's no real like rides or anything because you know yeah um so we got to go through all the houses 
which is really cool. And uh, a lot of them, that like I said, they've upped their budget clearly because they uh, there was a lot of quality scenes in a lot of them. The only issue and the only drawback was that clearly they were running way understaffed. Okay, yeah. Because there was like whole sections of mazes where you could see exactly where an actor would go, but no one was there. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I know there's nothing they can do about that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously keep that in mind if you're attending any haunts this year, you know, or any theme parks in general, not just haunts. Staffing is an issue everywhere, and the people that are working there, be fucking nice to them. Please. Go all Karen and show up in a compilation. Right? Yeah, no. Don't end up on anybody's cell phone video. Just make that your goal in life in general. Yeah. Don't end up on on somebody's cell phone video. But, um, yeah, so we got through all the houses. There was uh, a clown one, which was cool. There was, like, a very ringmaster-looking artwork in there, and it made me think... Somebody on the staff there has got to be a juggalo. Ooh, ooh. Well, I'm so, sure that's, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. So um, there was um, one that's themed to like a zombie outbreak, which is interesting. Kind of on point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the first room you walk through, they had like these fake newscasts, and it was like, zombie outbreak, real or hoax? And I'm like, this is really close to home. <laughs> Um, they had another one that was like, like a redneck fucking naturey murdery thingy. It's kind of interesting. Sounds hot. Yeah. Right. Um, there was another one that was like, kind of like saw. And uh, then there was, like, the classic mausoleum, except they've kind of updated it a little bit. So the mausoleum, that was, um, what was that again? That was the one that was in Necropolis, which is no longer a thing. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because the whole other area was gone after Goliath. So, um, but they, they made, basically, they took the original mausoleum footprint but then they made the shelter before and after a part of the maze. Okay, sure. So you do walk between them, but it makes it a much longer overall experience, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I always remember, like overall with uh, Necropolis, I always remember... It started off pretty strong, and then there's that long, long section where just nothing happens by Yankee Clipper. Yeah, well, it's that's because like, that was like, man, that was the best, though, because they used to have, like, the the freak show in there. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And the porta potty Yep. Oh, and Ralphie is in the, uh, it's called the Gates of Hell that replaced the mausoleum. Okay, cool. You know, classic Ralphie. 
Gotta love it. <laughs> oh, and I saw very, very interestingly and coolly, we're talking about some old school friends. Dave, Coaster Guy 316 gave us the old follow on Twitter. Um Sifcam World? Oh, right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean I was I was really happy to see that like, you know, Dave's still like, you know, at least semi-active in the coaster stuff. Cause I met him a couple times. He is a nice cat. Yeah, I and never if you're met listening, him, but yeah. In case he's listening, Dave, hit us up, man. Come on up on the show if you want to come chat, man. Cause that could be fun. For sure. Yeah, so uh Fright Fest, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and give two thumbs up. Oh, and also um, ribs and bacon. His, uh, Josh, his his girlfriend Julie, is uh, working as a character, and I saw her. She gave a shout out. We took a picture. It was really cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, where does she work? She is in uh, what's it called? Um, Yukon with a fucking chainsaw. It's pretty badass. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so dig this too. You know that whole like um, seating area. Behind those restaurants and stores in Yukon, like yeah. next to La- the um, La- uh, fuck, Lager's Run queue and like next to V2, but behind the water. Yeah, you used to be able to get a good view of uh, Iron Wolf from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all closed off now, and it's all permanently, I guess, a part of a maze. Okay, sure. That was one of the mazes. So now that whole area is not open. And they basically, they have you queue up in the loggers run queue. So it's unfortunate that they lost all that space because I always loved it back there. But also, at least it's going to good use. Like they got a whole haunt out of it, you know, an extra maze. Yeah, I mean, it always seemed like that's what it should have been too. Like that that's like a perfect kind of well especially because they had like they always had a lot of tables back there but there was never anybody seated there yeah right like for as many visits as i'd had at that park i i can only remember seeing people sitting there eating maybe like once that's why it was a great spot though because you could get away from people yeah right it's like i don't want to be in a fucking crowd right now I just want to be away from people. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't turn off my oven. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh, shit. Go do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll say on the whole, Fred Fest at Great America, for those of you in the Chicago, Milwaukee area, is really, uh, really dope in terms of Halloween events and local haunts. It's a good time. Of course, I have a little bias because I did work there a few years as a character. And uh, I'll tell you, after going to preview night, I'm kind of getting the itch again. I mean, a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's only if you did work Saturday, Sunday, or even shit, you could work all three days. Just what is that, like a month and a half? Yeah, it's like basically six weeks or whatever, five weekends. And you make a couple hundred bones or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's it's like it, it would be fun because 
The only thing is I'm just like concerned about COVID, you know, because like for a lot of those, you got to get up in people's faces. Yeah. Could you uh, request to have an outdoor only? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I could. I'm thinking about it. I've I've been like seriously thinking about it since I went to preview night. I mean, I'm sure they'll hire you. And oh yeah, th- absolutely. That's that's not the concern. <laughs> and I mean, it's always the dream to have a job you don't have to give a shit about. Yeah, basically at this point it'd be like it'll be nice to have a little extra money coming in right before the holidays. Mhm. And also more than importantly than that, it's it's a fun fucking gig, you know? Yeah, right. You did it, you know, it's fucking fun. No, it is fun. Um I had I yeah, when I did that at Cedar Point, the great thing is like I felt like I didn't have to work. Like if like I would just not show up and no one cared. It's that's what's that's what that's what kind of blows my mind about that job is because it pays well and no one like you don't have to take it seriously. I mean, obviously like don't be dumb, you know, be useful, but um yeah. This is not life advice, by the way. <laughs> this is the ramblings of some old fucking dudes. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I mean, I so I was only a screamster um, at Halloween weekends just so I had a free place to live. So it was like, well, I want to go visit my friends in Sandusky, but I don't want to pay for a hotel, so I'll just be a screamster. <laughs> um, you get free. The housing was free then. And then I would just like not show up. I, I like no one was looking ever looking for you. You know what I mean? It was like really low key. So I would work like Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes I'd work all three days, but it's mainly just to like hang out. It was cool. Yeah, man. I, I understand what you're saying. Like there's definitely more to that job than like just the work. And it doesn't really even feel like work. Yeah. Especially right. when you're doing the, the, like scaring people. Mm-hmm. It's like a immersive, non-traditional theatrical performance. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> That's how I'd put it on an acting resume, at least. Anyway, how was, uh, how was your trip? Where did, where'd you end up going? Uh, I went to Lakeside for two nights in a row. Oh um, boy. So there's a little nothing nothing crazy at the park, um, but I was being vegetarian both days, so I was eating nice know, eating salad and uh, so f- Friday, what happened was went out to dinner with a group of friends, and then after like three margaritas, I was like I talk, somehow talked to everybody to go to Lakeside, and I was like, dude, we have to go to Lakeside. A lot of people have never been there. I'm like, dude, we need to fucking go. It's cheap. It's like 14 bucks, you know, like, so we get in there. We rode um, Cyclone, Chipmunk. We did Drop Tower, did the train. Um, that was about it. But, I mean, they keep shit running until, like, past midnight. So I think we got there at, like, 930. Um, but then the second night. Wait, they're open that late? Yeah, so they open at like six, and then they'll stay open until they basically stay open until the crowd dies down. 
So sometimes, like, sometimes they run shit till like, 1 a.m. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like, it's – they're definitely um, – they try to target that, like, late-night crowd. So they kind of want people to come in after dinner, you know, like, on a Friday or Saturday or something. And so the, the cool history about Lakeside is that um, – so Lakeside is its own town, and the only thing in the town is Lakeside Park – the old track and a Walmart and like a few small shops. So what's funny is like um, originally they were going to open this place in Denver, but Denver wouldn't allow them to sell beer on Sundays. So they decided to make their own city. So that way they could, they basically make like a beer garden that would, could be open on Sundays. Um, Oh, so it was all just a big fuck you. Pretty much, yeah. And the the same family still owns that town and the park and everything. Um, so it's just cool. And, like, it's just so funny because everyone I know that's from Denver originally kind of talks shit about the place. The people who move here. Like, I was talking to someone who moved here from, like, I don't know, like, Brooklyn or some shit. And he was like, oh, it's such an eyesore, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> Um, so, but it's, it's got like, it, it's cool. Cause like, it's got a really great energy. It's, I always have so much fun there. Um, it's like at this point with considering the direction Kennywood is gone and these like small parks have gone, like Lakeside might be one of the last like actual, like old school parks. Remember that PBS show? Absolutely. Yeah, like it might be the only one left, and it's like it's like two like two a fucking T. It operates exactly how it probably has been forever, so that's always cool. Um, I mean, the rides are whatever, you know, but it's like cool to go for an hour or two and not spend a lot of money. Um, but anyway, so then the second day, I was with different friends, and we were doing this like barbecue. Um, there is like this little festival going on in Edgewater and there's a pie eating contest. So, uh, so my two, two friends of mine did the pie eating contest, which was just like fat ass cherry pie. And they both got sick from it. So then I convinced them to go to Lakeside at like 10 o'clock. We wait in line for Cyclone. It's fucking sparking on the lift hill. Oh my God. So they have to close it and we're like, fuck. And then we go to the chipmunk and then the chipmunk closes. So we didn't. And then uh, we rode the train. And then by the end of the night, they're like, yeah, we're done. Like, let's leave. So I didn't get to get them on any of the roller coasters. But they're open this weekend. This is the last weekend they're open, I think. <sighs> For the year. I mean, oh. it seems really fucking dope. I, I really do have to actually visit the parks in Denver because now I've been there, I think three or four times Yeah, and never gone to Illich, never gone to Lakeside fucking shit. At this point, I never gone to Casa Bonita either. Yeah, that's opening. I think that's opening soon too. So I'm excited about that. Um, definitely going to do that. Might do it on the same day. I go to Meow Wolf. So just kind of do like, when that. is that opening November? I think it's open now, actually. Um, wow, awesome. I have tickets. All right, well, we'll have to plan a trip. I have tickets for the October 3rd. Oh, fucking cool, dude. You have so, to tell me about it. 
Yeah, I'm excited, but I also like from I'm hearing reviews of people who have been there, and f- from what I've heard from people is basically they were like, if you went to the one in Santa Fe and like you loved the one in Santa Fe, they're like, you'll probably be disappointed. And so I don't know how to take that. Like I'm still gonna go and have fun, but um, now that's like bugging me. So I don't know what to expect. Uh, I wouldn't think too much about it because the other thing is like I'm like I don't know if I'd say I loved the one in Santa Fe. I thought it was really cool, and I'd go back if I was in Santa Fe. Yeah, you know. Well, I I think I I understand the magic of the Santa Fe one. It, it was because like I don't know, even like four years ago when it was new. No one really knew what to expect. It was just this like off the radar thing that like no one knew what Meow Wolf was. And so like you drive up to this fucking building. It's an old, it's like a bowling alley. Right. And like, I had no idea what was inside of it. Right. So there's like, uh, so before we go any further, should we just throw out a spoiler warning since you and I have both been there? I mean, I don't think there's anything to really spoil. I mean, there's okay I wasn't gonna we'll go into detail we'll, though I was all right well go ahead then go ahead yeah I, I was just saying like I I think the magic of the first one when it was new was like you didn't know what the fuck it was or like you heard people like yeah it's like really trippy and it's weird and stuff and like but now that meow wolf is a thing and now it's like a fucking franchise corporate thing um it's kind of like the expectations are different. And so now it's kind of like its own thing. And, you know, that's, that changes how you perceive it, I think. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like I went to the one in Santa Fe after I had went to the one in Vegas. Yeah. Which is totally different than the one in Santa Fe. Like the same, like, same kind of idea where it's like you start one place and you end up a million other places you would not seemingly expect to. Right, yeah. But also, if you pay attention, it all connects. Well, and like, I think, so I have not been to the Vegas one, but I think what's really good about that one specifically is that it's really good for um, like large crowds. So, because, you know, it's like a, it's like the whole theme is like a supermarket, right? So it kind of seems like that's perfect. So if you're, you know, like if you're doing drugs and going to Meow Wolf, I mean, like think about how many times you've gone to a, like a grocery store that was like a busy grocery store and like how that changes how you are in the grocery store. So it's kind of like this like weird, good, it's like a perfect theming for crowds. That makes sense. It, like, I see what you're getting at. And the, the whole experience overall, I would say it was more catered to rather than like, if you think about Santa Fe, that experience, if you sum it up, you think about like that one is more towards like artsy minded people. Yeah. Cause like, I know when I went there, there was even like old people going, but it's like, it's Santa Fe and that they're like known for art, you yeah. know? Right. So it makes sense. It's like an artsy-minded crowd goes there. Think about, 
you're right. The the um supermarket theme, but then instead of being made for like the art crowd, it's made for a the family crowd and b the drinking crowd. Yeah. Just like a bunch of like douchey Southern California like vacationers. Yeah, you know weekend. exactly who shows up to Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, that is more because that because that was another thing that was very different about the Vegas one is like they have a bar. Okay, cool. Like a full bar, like kind of like right in there. Whereas in the Santa Fe one, there's like nothing in there. There's like kind of a lobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. In Vegas, it's like you go in and then, like, right to the side, there's a bar. It's like, huh, okay. Like, in the supermarket area. Right, yeah. And so you get, that definitely tells you, like, okay, this is definitely made more for that crowd. I think that's what, um, unfortunately, I think that's what Denver, Denver's is very heavy on the bar aspect of it. So I'm curious to see how that works. Um. I just, I, the more I learned about the backstory of Meow Wolf, the more I kind of resent it, but I'm trying to just be open about it. Hopefully, you know, I'll still have a good time. I like Meow Wolf. I enjoyed Omega Mart. I enjoyed the House of Eternal Return. Uh, I really want to go to Denver, whatever the name of the actual exhibit is. Yeah, I don't even know. It's oh, um, something station. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I forgot the name, full name, but something along those lines. I I found um, <laughs> I kind of nerded out on Meow Wolf, like the the stories behind them and stuff. Like after I went to the different ones, yeah, and I found a video on YouTube by this guy who's like a fucking psychology or yeah psychology major because of course and he's like really into doing um psychedelics because fucking of course (laughs) so he makes like half hour long videos explaining the plot like the stories of the meow wolf exhibits okay yeah but like if you've gone you can watch them and you're like oh my god that makes so much sense you know yeah yeah Because they're very, very thorough. But I also found it hilarious that it's like a guy in a dorm room who's like, Professor Psychedelics or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like like trying to be a Hamilton Morris. I don't know who that is. He's the vice guy. Oh. Who who actually talks a lot. I feel like he kind of talks how I talk. At least it's what friends tell me. It's like, the one that's like, I, I took acid and went to a fucking wrestling show in the Deep South. No, no, that was that on acid series. Hamilton did like, he's like, he'd be like, so today we're in the South American jungle and I'm going to inject myself with the poisonous toad. The psychedelic properties have been known to put people into psychosis and sometimes take their own life. I'm going to do four times the normal dose so I can get the full experience. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm, I'm sure you've seen the videos. 
I think I have, but like sometimes it's it's just like I just I don't even click because I'm like I don't know. <laughs> they have like a list of people clicking on psychedelic videos. <clears throat> well, sometimes I, I no, I don't even go searching for them. Although you know what's fun is DMT freakouts. Wait, hold on. That's a thing. Oh, of course it's a thing. Whoa. Whoa. No fucking way. Of course it's a fucking thing. All right, I'm I'm going to search for it and screenshot it to check out later. DMT freakouts and salvia freakouts. Those are the most fun. Yeah, I've seen Okay, I've seen the salvia ones. Have you ever done DMT? I'm not going to answer the question on the podcast. <laughs> but no, Wait, I haven't. Hold on. Just, just, just to make it clear, we're transitioning here to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going back into your favorite Coaster Sucks territory, um, fucking how about this? Has anybody done the theme park Dianetics challenge yet? Yeah, let us know. Or have you became a Scientologist? We'd like to know, too. What page did it happen on? (laughs) I'll tell you, not many books scare me, but that one scares me a little bit. No, dude, it's so it's so bad. It is terrible. That's that's why, like, it's probably the most read religious book. And compared to compared to actual followers. Like that's the thing about Scientology is that it's just as it's more of like it's not really a religion where you get brainwashed and pulled into it. It's more like a it's like a club, right? It's almost this like exclusive club that you have to pay money to join and it attracts a very specific person. I mean it helps that I don't have money. Right, like you can't that's what I'm saying, you can't get pulled into it. You gotta think about think about this, right? Think of like um a semi successful Hollywood actor who hey, probably hold has on. no Huh. We should probably just go ahead and say that everything we're saying is speculative and humorous and jokes. You can pin it on me, it's all good. No, no, no. <clears throat> this is all humorous jokes and speculative, and uh, we are not making any definitive statements about any religions. Xenu can suck my balls. Um, speculative. <laughs> but, uh, Hearsay, rumors, allegations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like... Um, I don't even remember what I was trying to say. Um, well, I want to know if anyone did the Dianetics theme park challenge. Well, you, I really want to hear. You only got a month left. I will ship you a t-shirt if you buy a copy of Dianetics and bring it to a park. By the end of this coaster season, I'll, I'll give you a shirt. I'll, I will up that. I will buy you a nano coaster that's available on any of the official web stores at face value. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. If if you, if, if you do the Dianetics theme park challenge, but, and there's a big, but to this one, 
It has to be at either Silver Dollar City or Dollywood. But if you can, if you can take well, let's either make it pictures. Here, here's here are the tiers of prizes. So, roller coaster, t-shirt, and nano coaster. I'll even throw in like something else fun, just because I think that'd be funny if you could pull it off at those two parks. But even as far well, as any, if you can, if you can pull it off at any park. Oh well, I, I guess have, we'll get a t-shirt for you. Yeah, but I have there are there's photo requirements, so I want to see like you in the station. And like, not like a full station. Like you're next up to yeah, ride. First, first of all, we're gonna need a picture of you holding, holding the up the copy of Dianetics, either in front of the park or the ride. Yeah, no, like in the station. Like you're about to board because I want to see two. I want to see two frames. One, you're standing in the air gates and you're holding the book, and the second one is going to be the book laying down in the loose article bin. <laughs> Those are the two your two proof photos, and then yeah, I'll give you a shirt. Yep, and like I said, if you pull that off at Silver Dollar City or Dollywood, then we'll add in a nano coaster. <laughs> but this asterisk, it has to be a face value one. Cause I can't I can't go crazy on this shit, but <laughs> we'll throw a face value nano coaster for the entertainment value of those two fucking pictures. Dude, that'd be so funny. Please do it, somebody. I I want to see that happen. It was just and you know what? If there's if there's any way you can get a video, yeah, video would be of just too. you leaving it in the loose articles bin and then leaving the the station, <laughs> <laughs> or just boarding the train and then leaving or whatever. You know, I, that's I I really just want to see it. Same. It would make me laugh so much <laughs> so uh, I heard some big fucking news today I even yeah. texted you because it was pretty big fucking news oh yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about right yeah the piss yellow coaster <laughs> fucking Nevada's greatest fucking roller coaster Is testing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I kind of want to fly there just for that. I'm seeing if I, I'm figuring out if I can possibly, I don't know, get a fucking layover there for something else I'm planning later or yeah. plan a, like a real quick trip out to Vegas just to drive out there and fucking get two, three laps in and then fly home, whatever. Cause like Jesus, yeah, Desperado, man. Yeah, I know. I haven't ridden that in a while. Twenty seventeen, I think. Sidebar: I'm cracking a beer, and this one you might actually be proud of me for. What is that? New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin. Oh, New Belgium. Yeah. Not no good. I mean, no, it's not bad beer. I just, I'm not a fan of New Belgium personally. I wouldn't have picked the pumpkin one. That was my wife's choice, but it's actually not bad. It's more like a pumpkin pie spice than a pumpkin spice. So, okay, yeah. 
with a lot of cinnamon going on, a little bit of nutmeg. I, I dig it, you know. So, uh, fucking Desperado, man. The only thing that's going to suck, though, is what if it's not reliable and you, like, you go, like, that's my fear is, like, you get all the way there and then it's not open for some dumb reason. Dude, that would piss me off if, like, I mean, I obviously wouldn't go full Karen mode, but if you drive up there and there's, like, some dumb reason it's not open, like, dumb reason. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see the people in the station, but they can't open it. I mean, like, they're like, oh, uh, Rick is Rick's down there power washing the supports off. (laughs) You can't run the ride with him down there. Well, how long is he going to take? I don't know. Then he's just like casually like power washing the concrete. Smoking a square. (laughs) He's got headphones on. He's like doing air guitar with the power washer. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, motherfucker. And you're just like, God damn it. Do, do, do we drive 45 minutes back to Vegas? Like, what do we do? There's nothing to do here. They're like, here's a coupon for the buffet. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't think they have a buffet anymore. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the cream cheese one, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we should uh, tell that story. I mean, it wasn't much of a story. Just I just ate a whole. Tub well, it of ended. Cream. It ended up in the video, so it's kind of a story. That's true. Yeah. Well, um, the fact that there's still YouTube evidence of the exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, like you know, fucking twelve years later or whatever. I mean, yeah, all it was was I took a, a knife and I scooped out the entire contents of a cream cheese container and then ate it in one bite. And my defense, which I think is still true, is what's the difference if you put it all over a bagel or you eat it with a knife? Same thing. Holy shit, you said bagel. What's wrong with bagel? No, that's that's the way I'm used to pronouncing it. But I think when we were in, younger, you used to say like bagel. Oh, yeah, probably. Because that sounds a little more Wisconsin, even saying it. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think Wisconsin is bagel. Um, no, you know what it was? Is I used I accidentally started saying bagel because. I stopped saying uh, bag and stuff, right? Like, so let's go through all these A words. There's the bag and and the flag and riding dragster and uh, iron dragon and riding the eggs and the magnum. So you got all those words, right? So then the correct way is magnum, right? You got got so used to saying this long A, mag, bag, flag. So then when it comes to bagel, it's like bagel, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's like that's not the one that people say weird. <laughs> that's like that's like um it's like somebody who does like ESL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the, the, training themselves to like bagel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so the Bagel thing was actually a recent development. That was like that was like trying to be an anti anti accent fuck up. So that was intentional. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was saying it the right way. That's fucking funny. I'm I'm glad I pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking twelve years later. <laughs> Oh man. Um well fuck I wanna ride Desperado if it's gonna open. Yeah, that ride's good. Um Well, cause also who knows how long it'll operate for if it even actually reopens. And if it if it stops operating, how long will it be closed for again? Like the one thing I'm pretty sure about is they won't tear it down. No, oh, yeah. Because that would up. cost way too much money. Yeah. So I don't think there's any risk of it like getting scrapped or anything, but obviously there's risk of it going SBNO for what, fucking 10 years? Yeah, yeah. That shit could happen again easily. You know? So like if it opens, fucking I want to go get on it again because it's shit. There's what? Fucking. Two, three, three arrow hypers left in the whole world. Um, yeah, Magnum, Desperado, and uh, big one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Titan at Space World, obviously Space World's no more. Yeah. So that one never got relocated or anything. That one was scrapped. <laughs> that one looked like it was like. Half Magnum, half Desperado. Plus it had that weird um, butterfly element that, or whatever they call it, uh, that uh, Anaconda has. The pointless bank turns. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would have been probably really uncomfortable on there. Yeah, I don't, that's that's probably Arrow's worst element. It doesn't even look good. Like it has no... You you can look at it and be like, yeah, that's gonna fuck you up, and it's just like, it looks like, it looks like the small turn upwards banked in Roller Coaster Tycoon, then the flat banked piece, mm-hmm. then the small turn banked downwards piece. Yeah, like that's literally what it looks like. Where it's like so clunky, and it's like maybe if it was smooth. Like, cause like RMC does shit like that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in principle, it's not obviously like a big clunky maneuver, but like a quick turn and another quick turn. Like when it's executed smoothly, I think it, it, it probably would have been cool, but since they didn't have the like actual capability to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I mean, but you've ridden Anaconda, right? Yeah, and that, that one, whole yeah. section is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like the way you experience it, it's like, it's like the almost like the banking that you can actually feel the banking not changing, or like the or almost um, I don't know how I can describe it. Where like the train is stationary for a second, if that makes sense. It feels like it. Like when you like if you're in the back row looking forward. 
and you're watching the cars kind of twist and stuff, it's like there's points where none of the cars are like banking left and right. But you're still, but you're like going through this weird thing and you're just sort of like getting pushed to one side and then it, you get pushed to the other side. It's so bad with the, especially with the restraints. Yeah. I mean, I think that was like Arrow just like trying shit out. Like Ron Toomer was like, yeah, what if we just put like, two bank turns in the opposite direction. And it's like, well, it didn't really work. Well, let's try it on a hyper coaster. And it's like, well, it didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> the one cool thing about Anaconda is that fucking tunnel. Yeah, that's true. That shit's really cool. Like, even though the rest of that ride is pretty, really just bland, the tunnel's awesome. And only because it goes underwater. Yeah, right. So, but that's such a cool fucking feature. What's weird is um, I didn't realize this ride was open in two thousand or no, in uh, ninety one. It sounds right, but I didn't think it was that uh, that modern. What Desperado? No. Um, Anaconda. I don't know why I'm thinking of Anaconda. We're talking about Desperado. Oh, Anaconda. Yeah. 91. Yep. So Arrow was like trying to get ballsy and they were like, what if we try some bank turns? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess what's crazy to me is like, okay, so this was after shockwave and you'd think they would have gotten better at certain things after that. But for some reason, those turns just looks I don't know. There's a saying about old dogs and new tricks. <laughs> you know, I mean I we you know, we we gave commentary on that whole documentary. We saw the flaws in that company <laughs> as they were telling the story like, "Oh, they were just guys that were like welding metal together and like Oh hey, what if we put a fucking lawnmower engine in here? Oh shit, look at that. It's a kitty ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like of course the company is eventually going to make some weird moves. That's true, yeah. Um but I will say, remembering back on that can you imagine if they ever would have actually added inversions to a suspended coaster? Yeah, I could go. I don't, it was, here's the thing though. I don't think they could pull off anything that interesting. I know they wanted to try to do what, like a barrel roll. So that one, um, that one prototype that there's that footage of, it does a corkscrew. That's right. Yeah. Which kind of makes the most sense given the swing of the cars Mm -hmm. and like the pitch. Here's what's funny though, is that 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 never happened, which means that even arrow realized when they were doing the mock-up, they're like, Oh yeah, we probably shouldn't do this. (laughs) They like ran the tests. They're like, 
Well, wait, didn't they build a full-size prototype with an inversion? Um, I don't think so. At least not that I've seen. I've never, like, I've never seen the video of it. <clears throat> oh, that's right. That full-size one just kind of did a turn and then went back the other way. Right, yeah. It didn't do the inversion. It was like it was the same layout at the beginning, but then the end of it, they took the corkscrew out and modified it. Right. Yeah. Which okay. Like, one thing they should have done is um, so they were, they always talk about on the bat how the force of the trains were twisting and warping the track because they, they had the flat bank turns. However, I feel like it would. However, I feel like it would work for a single car, right? Like almost like they should have done like a wild mouse. that goes really slow. Kind of like in that prototype video. Cause I think that would be really fun. That would have been p- fucking rad. I think if they would have modified those like weird looking inverted wild mouse to be like that, where it was more like a suspended one. Yeah. yeah. That could have been really fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like in that, prototype video it didn't go very fast it it was probably like what like a 10 foot drop or 20 foot drop or something and then um yeah if you built like a 50 foot tall one that'd be really fun or like can you imagine if they would have ever just tried and ripped off Vacoma and built like a shuttle coaster that was suspended like, even if it didn't do an inversion, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Shirts. Shirts. Now available. <laughs> they say lots of things. We're going we're gonna to print up some new merch, by the way. We'll be doing a merch drop real soon. We got a request for fanny packs. So, actually, this is a call to action to all of our Your Favorite Coaster Sucks listeners. If there's any kind of merch you want to see from us, any, uh, you know, anything on a shirt or any kind of merch that's not a shirt, we got the request for fanny packs. Cool. We're going to try to figure out a way to make some fucking fanny packs. So if you want to see, I don't know, phone cases or fucking lighters or I, whatever, let us know. We'll figure out a way to make the merch that you guys are looking for. Dragon dildos. Right. What? Exactly. That spew out dragster hydraulic fluid. (laughs) Insert a video clip of a thousand and one knot person. Oh, that's nasty. (laughs) I love when she says you smell good. (laughs) I don't, uh, I can't, I can't, I just, nah. Just nah, man. Just nah. Just like nah, man. Nah. Uh, yo. Um. Let's see. I heard some news about Great America. We were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Holy shit! V two is getting repainted and rethemed. It's gonna be the Flash. That whole area is gonna be DC Comics. It's pretty nuts. You know what color the flash likes? Gaping pink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so the picture on Screamscape kind of does look like a gaping pink. 
only it's it's kind of the pot color I would imagine it would look like. So that's fun. What um, I'm really hoping since it's getting rethemed, they're gonna add the inversion to it, like the one in California. Oh, by tilting it? Yeah, no, I know they're not going to, but I was just Oh. <laughs> You're gonna name it the same thing as the other one and you know. Anyway. Um Imagine a V two that did after the launch, it did a um it did a barrel roll, like a straight to the ground or close to the ground barrel roll, and then it went up a spike. Oh, that'd be cool. Like if you launch and then like went downwards a little bit. Yeah, like that uh one in Sweden that has those um flat to the ground barrel rolls. Why isn't that more of a thing? That's a really cool element. BNM needs to do that. Right, I could see that. That'd be dope. Like something you'd build in Roller Coaster Tycoon, um, well, one and two. Like a barrel roll right into the break run or into the station. Yeah, totally. I would always do that and, and think of it like Superman. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, we got a fucking voicemail. Oh, nice. This week. Well, yeah. Play it. So I'm going to play this motherfucker. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Brian. I'm down here in Minneapolis. Uh, just wanted to say I think it's fucking awesome that uh, you enjoy Metallica. Uh, I just think it's great uh, that a podcast of your stature is super into what is my favorite band of all time as well. Uh, keep it going. I love the content you guys put out. It's great. And uh, Maverick's overrated. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Holy shit. He snuck one in there at the end. <laughs> I like it. Holy shit. Well, thank you so much, Brian. First of all, fuck yeah. Metallica's great. I know you agree on that one too, Ben. Yeah, I'm not a hardcore fan though, but you know. No, I know I know it's not like your favorite, but I do remember when we were like kids, we talked about music and I was like, what are you into? And you're like, I like Metallica. And that was like the one thing I knew you liked musically forever. Well, damn. So even if you're not a hardcore fan, that was an answer you gave me to like music you were into. That was like the soundtrack of early high school, late middle school. That makes sense. I mean, considering where you grew up and shit. Yeah. And hypnotized by cornfields looking out the bus window with like listening to Metallica with those old ass 90s cheap plastic earphones. Hell yeah, man. On a CD player that would always skip on the bus. Do you remember that? Did you ever have a CD player on a bus? Okay, so I I had been using portable fucking music playing forever. I had a real ass Walkman at first. And then I finally got a disc man and it never didn't fucking skip. Yeah. Like you're saying on the bus, 
I'm talking, I could be sitting there and the shit's sitting on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, because I remember that. Uh, I always remember, I'd always, do you remember the whole um, trend of like sneaking music? So you'd like wire earphones through your like hoodie. Yeah, you put the disc man in the hoodie pocket and then you'd line the earphones into the hoodie. And then just come around the bottom or some, some kids I knew actually like put a little hole into the, in the backside of the pocket. Yep. I knew that. I think I did that actually with one of mine and I got yelled at by my mom. (laughs) Did you ever do the thing? This was popular when I was in middle school. Kids would like cut little fucking thumb holes in their hoodies. Yeah, because I definitely did that. It was. It always looked weird to me, and I never understood why. But it kind of makes sense. If um, I don't know, because now I I buy shirts like I buy long sleeve shirts that have that thumb hole, um, and it's perfect for lining under your jacket or something. That kind of makes sense. But I'm talking like this was on like hoodies and shit. But you could tell it wasn't a stylistic thing. It was like people fucking cut that shit out, you know? Yeah, right. It's weird that that was like such a trend. I almost wonder if it started because... So I think Carhartt sweatshirts have always had that thumb hole. At least from what I remember. I could be wrong. So I almost wonder if it started off like as an actual thing and then it was just kids... Like it started off from like one kid being like, "Oh, I need to do this because I'm I can't afford the nice one." And then next thing you know, like suburban kids who are like rich are doing yeah, their it hot could topic, be. Hood, hot you know their hot topic hoodies. Yeah, yeah, like, and a lot of the kids that I was like, this was like when I was in middle school. Was that was when that was a thing? A lot of those kids would have definitely been hot topic kids when that was a thing. You know, Hot Topic didn't come out about, at least in my, you know, periphery until a couple years after that. Yeah, that was like a, I feel like it started in what, 04? At least. Yeah, like the time it hit the Midwest was like early 2000s, but like between 2003 and 2005 around then. Yeah, makes sense. Because I remember in like, by like, 2009 you could easily like I remember I I went to all the hot topics and got like fucking all the promo gear for Bang Pow Boom the ICP album I know <laughs> I remember who bought that um, that you influenced wait w- what um Oh God, is this an embarrassing story? Um, not for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, I'm just tripping out on this. Um, well, be tactful with names if you need to. Think, think local, like my local, around that time. And you've orbited. You came. You came out and orbited a few times. Um, lots of phone calls 
when we were no coaster con speakerphone. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, whoa. That's a blast from the past. You know what? Literally blast. John Ravel asked about her when I saw him. Really? Yeah, he was like, I remember seeing her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, she's got a family now. And hey, that's great. I hope she's happy. Yeah, I saw her like two years ago. I like, I think I follow her on Instagram or maybe we're friends on Facebook or something. You know, whatever. We're we're all adults now, and yep, <laughs> life is funny. Sure is. It sure is really interesting to see now where people that we have like grown up, kind of like around or seen. You know how they have their their trajectories and stuff. You know. Right, yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah. Life gets more interesting. I'll just say that. Like, I'm, you, I'm here you were probably the most predictable of all the people I knew as a kid. What do you mean, predictable? In terms of like your, your general life tra- trajectory. But like, I was fucking weird when I was younger. But like in the in the time I knew you, because plus we we became friends in like a very formative time, you know. Yeah, so that's like, true. You know, like kind of growing up in your like late teens, early twenties together, and like you know, you you could kind of see generally where someone's headed. I guess more so in your case, because I don't know if you could have pegged where I was headed. Because honestly, I couldn't have. Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I just remember. (laughs) I just remember there's a difference between the first time and the second time I met you. (laughs) Like, to where it was like, oh, okay. Wait, when was the second time we met? Opening day 07 and then um, Coasters Coasters After Dark. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, because that's like the very beginning of the season, and that was like right before Fright Fest started. Because that was like right after school got back in, was that Coasters After Dark. Oh, yeah. I suppose it was like late August or so. I mean, I just, I remember, I think the first time we actually really hung out was probably when we were smoking Newports under Batman. And no, at Custer's After Dark. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably the first time we actually hung out. Holy shit. Okay, so go on with the detail. What were we talking about? Um, I don't remember details that much. I just remember... I don't think I remember. Yeah, I don't think I really remember anything we talked about. And then I just remember writing Batman, and then you got kicked out, or you got your pass taken. 
Yeah, yep. And I got like really fucking pissed off. And then we all went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and that lady was like, keep your pants on. That was a long drive through. I got it's funny because I was only 17. So I was still under strict guidance from my parents type of thing. And I remember I remember getting in so much trouble because I came home at like 3.30. Yeah, we hung out for fucking ever after that because that was after Coasters After Dark, which already ended at like 11 or midnight. Yeah, right. And then we went to Taco Bell and I feel like we were either eating in our cars or we like went and just sat on the tables. Like outside, yeah. you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because remember first, well, first we tried to walk through the drive-thru. It was like me, you, Eric. Aaron was there. Um, no, that was a different time. Because oh, at, you're at right, Coasters yeah. After Dark, I had a friend of mine just like from school. And okay. I was like... That's right. This dude, uh, Charlie Bergen. I hope he's doing well. I have not talked to him since high school, but he was a cool dude. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The fucking, I, I don't think Aaron was there. I think it was me, Eric, Charlie, and you. Yeah, that sounds right. And you had your car, and I feel like Eric was with you, and, like, my boy was with me. And then, like, I don't know, I started just, like, fucking around for no reason. Because we were hungry and shit, like, when we were in the drive-thru. Or no, Eric was driving, and he starts honking. And so I start honking, too. Because <laughs> oh, we so- were fucking kids, and we're fucking stupid. <laughs> You know what's funny is like I had Eric meet me in Kenosha. So um, I made up some lie as so this was back when I had to lie to go to Great America because of my parents' situation. Because <laughs> they were like, my parents hated the fact that I would drive to Illinois because it was like two hours and I just got my license. Well, I got my license for like a year at that time. Um, but no, I, I remember like, Having the line be like, hey, so I told my mom I would meet a friend in Milwaukee. So I was like, will you meet me in Milwaukee? He's like, I'm not fucking driving to Milwaukee. He's like, I'll meet you in Kenosha. So we went to uh, Arby's, like, bumfuck Kenosha. So that was, like, my excuse to get <laughs> to drive the rest of the way, and I followed him to Great America. It was so stupid. <laughs> That's funny. I remember, shit. I'm trying to even remember, like, after that, like, 2008. That's kind of a blur for me. I mean, that wasn't a great year, yeah. For anybody. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, like... (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's uh, the year. Do you remember... You like, we went to Great America and you crashed at my folks' place. And fucking, like, you like 
left at the same time as me to go to Great American. I was working at Starbucks at the time. And I went to work, and I forget if you either drop me off. I feel like you dropped me off. Okay. And yeah. then you were going to go to Six Flags. And, like, I was going to get a ride from somebody else, or uh, you were going to stay the the next night, too. Whatever. And so you, like, drop me off at work, and I get fucking fired. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. And I call you up and I'm like, yo, dude, can you like come scoop me up? <laughs> I got fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I, I guess I'm not working today, so I might as well go to Six Flags with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I remember that one. Yep, I think that was 2008. So, yeah, I oh, think you you're right. What? Hold on. I remember Remember you were training for running at one point. Oh, God. I, I, yes. I drove up and you're like running around the parking lot. And then we ended up smoking like two packs of Newports. <laughs> that sounds like me. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck I was... Oh, yeah, I do. Because my crazy uncle had, like, challenged me to run. And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking run and smoke some cigarettes. Because when you're a kid, your body can fucking handle doing that. If I, I, I'm trying to think of anything else I can remember from, like, 2008, though, specifically. I guess yeah, not, not much. We had the great financial Wait, crisis. That was, wasn't that when we went to fucking uh, the Mall of America? And it With was uh, in, that Dwayne. little Indiana credit whore trip. Right. Okay. See, now it's kind of coming together more. Okay. So, first of all, Minneapolis, Mall of America, uh, with Chris and Dwayne. Which was hilarious because um, the way that was planned was like, did you go to Dwayne's house and we all met there? Yeah, I stayed with my grandma who lives like a quarter mile away from him. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, so I went to North Chicago to meet Chris and he picked me up in his fucking 350Z. And then, like, we cruise up to Milwaukee to meet you guys. And you and Dwayne are probably about the same height. Yeah. Yep. Right? And He's, you're like, like, at what? least 6'5". That's what I was thinking, like, 6'5". And so, like, Chris pulls up in his fucking 350Z, and I'm already in there. And, like, so you try to get in. Or Dwayne tries to. No, you do. And you're like, my head's hitting the fucking <laughs> rear windshield. <laughs> <laughs> yep, remember that. And so you end up driving with Dwayne up there, and I'm riding with Chris, and then we uh I rode with Dwayne on the way back, and you rode with uh with Chris. We stopped in Knuckleheads. And that weird, like, McDonald's 
in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin that has like, it was like really fancy. The one in the Dells. I can't remember. No, it's outside of the Dells. I'm sure it's off in 94. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I just remember it was like we went to McDonald's to get food and like take a piss and then like it was just like surprisingly fancy for like just an off the highway McDonald's, you know? This is where the classy people eat their McChickens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was one of those ones that has like reservations for Valentine's Day. (laughs) I'd be Wisconsin, yeah. For sure. Yeah, no. Um, oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Well, um, see, 2008 is like a 2020. Uh, the two years just kind of uh, were just shitty, you know, overall. Yeah, a few memorable moments. I mean, 2020 was much better for me because it had a really, really good moment in it, you know? Well, yeah. Like I said, 2008, the main thing I remember about it is getting fired. Yeah, that's really, (laughs) that's that's good. (laughs) I think I picked up Riley or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was with you. Like you came and stayed in my place and then he, he lived like the next town over from me. So like we went and scooped him up and went to Six Flags. So, I got a question for you, Ben. Yeah. Did you happen to see the golden ticket winners? No, I was just about to ask you what they were. <laughs> well, as I'd like to uh, gla- gleamingly point out again, uh, I was proudly on the, the esteemed panel of voters this year. Nice. And? Um. It did actually make a big fucking difference. And I'll tell you why. I'm pulling up the webpage now so I can send you the link so we can go over this shit together. Because I think you're going to like what you see. I think you're going to like it. I think we'll, we'll, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll have a good time. You know? See, this is like the Dianetics. Um... Life-changing moment. There you go. I posted in the uh, the link for you. You know, this is kind of the whole show because, like, the whole logo is the golden ticket, so this is a big deal. It is. It is. We're going to review the winners right now. So let's let's go through it. Um, let me know when you get down. So you just got to scroll down a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I'm at categories and winners. Cool. Yeah. So best amusement park. Europa. I, I mean, I haven't been, you haven't been there. Have you? No, nah, me neither. It looks great. It looks great. I mean, yeah. obviously the reputation it has not just from being, you know, the, the golden ticket award winner for several years now, but more just like, 
I don't know. I remember hearing about that place when I was younger from like <laughs> theme park review. But even when they did the group trips there, it seemed like everybody really loved that place. Don always talked about that place. Yeah, it's kind of like um, good efficiency and good theming and just a lot of good rides. Seems cool. Yeah, it looks dope. So I'm for that. Um, I mean, obviously, that was not what I voted for. I voted for Disneyland. No lie. But that's that's fine. Um, You know, doing voting for 2020 and 2021 is weird because they want you to consider efficiency and all of that stuff, too, which is like really hard to factor in when you're thinking about the past two years, you know? Because yeah. there was no Golden <laughs> Ticket Awards last year. So you had to pack in two seasons worth of awards into one. Right, yeah. Well, that makes sense, though. So just con- trying to consider the factors that normally would be at play was a little tough. So, hope you know, but also... Is it balance? I don't know. Let's keep going. I'm not going to sidebar on everything. All right. Well, we could skip past a couple of these, I think. Um, best wooden coaster. Uh, the Phoenix. I mean, it's better than the Beast. So. Yeah, and we'll get to the top 50 coasters. Um, I did not vote Phoenix as number one. Uh, best steel coaster is uh Fury. I love how they have the whole name with the city. Right. Well, I guess it's 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 easy if you want to make a like a easy to hit list. Let's see. Um, I'm scrolling here. How about uh best food? Knobles, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. Is it good? I I don't remember it at all. I I was about to say I don't remember it being outstanding, but it's like I don't even remember it. So uh, I don't know. You know, um, best best dark ride slash best new and and best new attraction installation of 2020 slash 2021 rise of the resistance it doesn't uh i guess it doesn't surprise me i'll tell you man it's fucking fantastic and i did vote for that shit because that ride is really good it looks and I cool i do think like you to... should you know definitely get to disney yeah and ride it <laughs> No, I definitely like to. I've been avoiding Disney for too long. I need to suck it up and go. Yeah, you're due for a visit. Although, if you hold out for another year or two, you might they they might have two more coasters. Let's see. Um, best new coaster of 2020 slash 21. Velocicoaster. And you know what? I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'll be riding it in a couple months. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it looks good. I uh, 
hopefully can ride it soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe Whoa, we'll hold on. figure something out for next year. The bottom of the list, best innovation of 2021, Gravity Group. What did they do? I have no idea. <laughs> do you think those are just like anti-RMC people? No, I just have no... I don't remember that even being a category to vote on. You know what I mean? I don't think there was a category that you could vote on for best innovation. That must be up to a certain panel, not this guy. (laughs) A panel of roller coaster experts. Well, probably more like theme park experts. Right, yeah. Because actually, as much shit as this award show uh, award always gets from like enthusiasts and shit, the panel is made up of like people who do like know their shit about parks at least. Because you know, I got the distinct feeling a lot of them work for parks too, in some capacity or another. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. There's like the underground uh, cult. Have you ever heard of the Golden Ticket Cult? No. Yeah, they meet at Denny's at select locations across the country. Holy shit. Yeah. And they talk about coasters and they're they're like kind of like the Illuminati of theme parks. Like I have been at a Denny's at like 3 a.m. and seen like three people with like oversized hoodies kind of sitting there holding up like a old ace news to kind of block what they're saying. Yeah. The one in Gurney, they're probably visiting great America. They're probably pulling the strings to move iron wolf. That. Oh Fuck. Now that you said that, it kind of lined up. All right, let's talk about the fucking uh, the top 50. Let's get into the real good shit. Where your favorite coaster sucks. Let's get into this shit. Obviously, number one, Phoenix at Knobles. Number two, Ben. The Voyage. I disagree with that. Where would you place Voyage. Honestly, where, 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 where is Voyage for you? I got to say after this year, I think Voyage is like, I don't know. It's like number eight or nine. Okay. See, I still love Voyage, man. I think it's still really good, but I don't think it's in my God tier anymore. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Number three. El Toro. All right. Yeah, yeah. I still rank that really highly, even though I haven't ridden it in years, just because I remember the experience being so good that, like, I know nothing has exactly, like, topped it really, you know? Right, yeah. All right, uh, you can keep going. We'll just comment on them. So, uh, number four is Boulder Dash, which I'm glad it's in the top five. That's cool. It's a good ride. I, it's like my number one. See, I don't even know. See, I need to rewrite all these after this year. Dude, riding Legend 
has completely like holy recal- shit right has completely recalibrated my like top rides and I need to re like rewrite them all because it's been over a decade since I've ridden all my you know top five so I feel like yeah, it's hard I to agree. you know it's hard to rank them. Boulder Dash is like a fucking white whale for me now. Like I really got to get on it. Didn't you guys go to Lake Compounds on that one trip? No, we haven't been out east. Oh, uh, no, oh, not on that trip. Oh, yeah, no, shit, not okay. on that trip. Uh, we just barely got to New England. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that so, was that was a good ride. God, one one trip I did, it was like, that was the only thing we got on, but it was the last ride of the night. It was cool. Like, cold forest, dark kind of shit. Yeah, I really want to ride that ride, and I'd love to ride it at night. Oh, shit. Number five, The Beast is number five. I didn't vote that motherfucker that high. What is it? Who, what is C or K E C O Kings entertainment company? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause that's technically who owned Kings Island in 79. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, well, here's, here's where the Ohio is really showing right here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't know, but Mystic Timbers, I feel like it should be up there. I, yeah, I, Mystic Timbers is really good. It's number six here. Yeah. And I think it really is good. It deserves a spot in the top ten, I think. Yeah, I think like Mystic t- combination of Mystic Timbers and Legend completely threw off my my whole like top ten. Those two rides. Like now that I think about it, because Mystic Timbers is really good. Um, it's probably higher than I want it to be. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like for some reason, I can't have a hard time saying it's, it would be like my number two or something, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know. That's this is, this is the problem with taking long gaps in the hobby is like you could read ride something you rode when you were 15 or 18, whatever. And it could be totally different to where like, man, that sucked. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing is you can always change your opinion. Right. Right. But then sometimes you can't accept that that's happening. You know, like, um, last summer I had a falling out for, um, what was that coaster? Tremors at Silverwood. That was always like in my top five. And now, after that past summer, it was like, I'm, this is like maybe my in the low 20s. It's like not that good. Uh, that's another one I really want to ride, though. Number seven is really interesting here. Ghost Rider. Because like it's it's weird to see that there because it's hard to be like, are, is it the new one or the old one? You know, right. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, the old one was really high for me. Um, but you know, so like, what happens if you ride the new one and it drops? Like, yeah, I wonder how they classify that. See there, it says custom coasters slash GCI. 
I think that's the best they can do. Because it also says 1998, but it doesn't say like 1998 slash 2015 or 16 or whenever that was. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Huh. You know what I just realized? What? The first RMC is number nine. Yeah, well, you skipped eight, no, eight though. Greenflower 2? Yeah, that one's always going to be in the top ten. I mean, that fucking airtime bridge. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a, still a good ride. I rode that um, recently. Um, when was that? Like 2018 or something? That was good. Man, I got to get back out there. Next time I go to Cedar Point, I'll just make sure we tack it on. Oh, yeah. And it's only, I think it's like three hours. So it's not too bad. And then, um, yeah, after top 10, I guess it's. Oh, man. Gold Strikers number 12. That's cool because that is a really good ride. Um, dude, that was one, another one of those rides. I almost got banned from, I think I was, all? I was fighting with someone, um, I'm like, I don't remember. It was like, maybe it was TPR. Cause remember, do you remember when everyone was talking shit about that ride when they released the POV? No. Yeah. Like, so the whole internet was like, even, um, on TPR, like all the forums were like, this ride sucks. It looks so lame. This is the worst GCI. It does nothing. And um, I was like, this might be the best GCI because it's I mean, it's all low to the ground. Like the whole ride is like on the ground. So, and now it's like a number 12. And everyone thought it was going to be awful. It's interesting how many GCIs are in the top like 15. Yeah, that's no, totally. I mean, that's cool. Like, Thunderhead is number 10. Lightning Racer at 11. Gold Striker 12, like you said. Now, number 13, that makes no fucking sense to me. The Cyclone and the Jackrabbit? <laughs> um, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, the Jackrabbit, maybe give it a little credit for the double down and the fact that there's, like, no restraints. Cyclone, I know I have to re-ride. Our friend friend of the show, Danan, who grew up on that ride, like literally told me that when I went there, it was terrible. So he's assured me it's better now. So I need to give it a re-ride. Yeah, it's... um. I hope I can ride it uh, next couple of weeks. Going out there. For sure. Well, check the operating schedule. So I don't know if this is true. I looked up the cyclone on a, on Google and it says it's open 24 hours. And now I don't know. I don't think so. But now I don't know. Like, is that some weird thing? Like, is that true? 
Like, is I don't that, think so. Is that like a New York thing? <laughs> let's, let's see. Um, so it's Luna Park. Yeah. Yeah, it says open 24 hours. Oh, my God. Which that might, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's New York City, right? Like, it's a, it's a, I don't know, like, maybe they run it like once an hour or something. Dude, I would love to ride a coaster at 3 a.m. Right, especially like, say I did it. Right, like a sunrise coaster. No, just specifically 3 a.m. Because that's like, it's not like you got there early for like media day. And it's also not like you stayed late for like ERT. It's like you were there in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah, right. Because 3 a.m. is the middle of the fucking night. Because 4 a.m., Starbucks starts opening. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. You should text Dan in quick and see if he responds because it would be funny if he's like no like that's not true but we I need to know he's in Europe I'm not gonna bother him right now oh that's right but he'll hear this when he's flying home maybe so Dana text us let us know is the cyclone operational 24 hours a day and if it is What's the craziest time you've written it? I really want to hear some good stories. So Luna Park has a website with hours. And a lot of these days, it says it's open till like, you know, midnight on Saturday. Otherwise, 8 p.m. So it's possible that the uh, it's not actually 24 hours. But who knows? Maybe when it's not so. maybe before COVID. Oh yeah, that could be. Which would make a lot more sense, you know? The thing is though, like I feel I feel dumb believing it's true. Because <laughs> that it's probably gonna be one of those like really obvious uh answers. But anyway, we'll figure it out. Let us know. Um, Balder is 16. Yeah, and then... Um, oh, the Raven's 17. that low. And Wildfire. Yeah, man, fire. Raven's fucking amazing. Right, I feel like Raven should be a little higher. Um, interesting. Comet, that's cool. Yeah, I rank that one high always because I feel like coasters that are that old, you know what I mean? They're not going to change to the point where you go like, especially wooden ones. Mm -hmm. They're never going to change to the point where you go like, that thing fucking sucks now. Like if it was an old fucking airtime beast, then it's always going to be an old airtime beast, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. What? Hold on a second. Legend is 24. What? Yeah. 
What? Man, that coaster has bad luck. It's like, um... Because I feel like it's shadowed by Raven and Voyage. Man, that's... Oh, I my think, God, dude. That thing was running insanely well. Yeah, it was so good. Um... I mean, it was just, honestly, like, it blew my mind. So I've always been kind of cynical because of all the, you know, all the old CCIs I got converted and stuff. But then riding Legend this year, it was like like that whole um, kind of CCI experience is still around somewhere. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, no, that, it was running, it was on fire when we yeah. were there for Hollywood Nights, man. That's it's a that's the thing. It's like that's pretty much the only park in the country right now where that will actually do something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, as far as like upkeep a ride and redo it and stuff. Yeah, right, and make sure it's running properly. Yeah, except for maybe Knobles. Right, but there. I mean, yeah. Which I see flying turns is twenty seven. I haven't been on it yet. Wait, flying turns is twenty seven. Oh, I thought yeah, you said I thought you said twenty seven years old. I'm like, is it? No. I'm like, no. I'm like, is that a joke? And how long it took them to open it? Like, well, it could be. <laughs> Giant Dipper at Santa Cruz. I need to get on that. Okay. White landing at fun spots, great. Yeah, that was good. Prowler. Twister. Yeah, I really want to get on Rampage. That looks good. The Comet at Hershey Park's pretty high. It is. And Blue Streak at Conneaut Lake Park. Uh, I don't think that's going to be around much longer. Blue Streak yeah. at Cedar Point? What? Really? <laughs> and outranking Hades 360. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Those are all those old assholes that have been doing it forever. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the legendary... Cornball Express. Fucking boss, really? Why? And the fact that it's over American Thunder? Why? I don't know. Boss is pretty high for me. Yeah, whatever. Texas Stingray at 45, tied with Zip and Pippin. That's really interesting. I haven't ridden Zip and Pippin since opening day. It was good though. It was like it was um, real fucking good. I mean, it's like a you always forget about the fact that there's a like a really good gravity group coaster only an hour or so north of Milwaukee. Besides the Dells, it's like I think it's I think it's probably closer to go there than it is the Dells. So, but it's like yeah, you always forget it's there. I guess that's kind of like gravity group. Yeah. No, well they they built it. Did they? Because it says yeah. Martin and Flemix here. 
Uh, Which they were contractors for most of the Gravity Group stuff, so that would make sense. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's fucking awesome. It doesn't really matter who built it because it's fucking great. Yeah, but I was I was just gonna say it has that modern wooden coaster feel where it's you can feel the the overly engineered airtime hills. You know what I mean? Like that's just except for that one hill. And that one hill is just like, just to crack your nuts. Yeah, just like, in case your lap bar is a little loose, uh, here's the moment you might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unnecessary. Um, that's, that, that is good, though. It's fun. Uh, let's see. American Thunder, that's a good ride. Invader, haven't been on it. Grand National, I've always heard, is good. Express, it seems kind of low compared to the TPR poll. Oh, no, the Mitch Hawker poll. Remember that? Yeah, and also the fact that, like, Balder and El Toro are ranked so fucking high, and even Colossus. Yeah. But I think that kind of ser- that speaks more to the fact that less people have been to South Korea. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's move on to the steel coasters. And this is where I think you'll be particularly delighted. I feel like I can predict it. But Number I'm one. Fury. Damn, that one's... I get it, but that one, I wish I could, I wish I could follow it. Well, how about number two? Millennium Force. Doesn't surprise me. You know that was me. That was me. <laughs> Which outranks number three. Steel Vengeance. Has it does it so is that normal? Or is that did Steel Vengeance top it? Um when it opened. Yeah, no, Steel Vengeance definitely topped it. Huh. All right, so Canemonium. I mean, I guess so. I haven't ridden it, so it looks like Mako. So I, maybe it seems a little high, but yeah, because Mako isn't even till seventeen. Holy shit! Uh, Expedition G Force—that's kind of predictable. Yeah. Lightning Rod. Uh, I haven't been on it, but. Wait a minute. Hold on. Lightning Rod is a steel coaster? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? No, but I just realized that. The golden tickets. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) That is a conspiracy. Because that is so deliberate. (laughs) Like, Well, no, I think it might be because they redid part of it in the last off-season. Remember? Yeah, but still, like, the fact that it's classified as steel is just funny to me. Because that means it always has leaned more towards steel coaster than a wood coaster. Well, and the fact that, you know, the other three that are supposedly wood coasters are ranked as such, but now this one's steel. I don't know. Sus. (laughs) Anyway, hey, your homeboy is next. Leviathan, number eight. That's cool. 
Now, I don't think Brian, who left us our voicemail, will be too happy to hear about this. Maverick at number nine. I'm actually surprised it's not, like, in the top three still. And then Taryn. Yeah. Let's see. Anything in note here? Apollo's Chariot at 11. That seems surprising. Yeah, I was going to say, because that seems... uh... Especially because right next is Iron Rattler. Well, so that's what? Number two RMC? Uh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three in the top 12. Yeah. Uh, I-305, Nitro... Phantom's Revenge, then Twisted Colossus, which I guess makes sense. Maybe. Uh, Mako, I think that's way underrated there. Wow. uh, Velocicoaster is 18. Yeah. Yeah. One best rider ever. Little surprising, right? Yeah. And then Diamondback, which is like weird, right? Diamond beat Magnum, shit. Magnum's way down there at twenty. And then holy shit, Alpengeist Montu. How about that, right? <laughs> That's kind of funny. It is. We got Intimidator Carowinds, Steel Curtain. Tied for 23. Mindbender at Over Georgia. Can't wait to get on that again. Time Traveler and X2 are tied. Which, how weird is that? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. It almost seems like... Huh. You know what? I bet there's a lot of people. All the, like, legacy golden ticket people that are so old that they just can't ride these rides. So they're like... You know what I mean? There's like a whole generation of golden ticket voters they that just, just put those like together. Put them whatever. Yeah, like <laughs> these two, get, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> There's a few people who lied and never actually wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> so then 28, Goliath at Over Georgia tied with Dragster. It's uh, weird. Okay. Yep. It's weird. Then 30, Blue Fire at Europa. 31, Orion, which I guess, you know, it deserves a spot somewhere, I guess, in the top 50. And then 33, Super Weird. (laughs) It's a tie between Hagrid's and fucking Skyrush. Yeah, that's bizarre. And then 35-36. How about that? That's kind of funny. Steel Dragon beats New Texas Giant. That's that's good. It's interesting. And then Banshee at Kings Island. What is that doing on this list? Um, Behemoth at Wonderland. I like that one. Fucking Twisted Timbers. Haven't been on it. Let's see. Uh, 
Weird. Wicked Cyclone, Black Mamba, or so Black Mamba and Wicked Cyclone at 42, Raging Bull at 44, and then Steel Force, 45. Right? Isn't that odd? Yeah. 47, Shockwave at Six Flags over Texas. Okay. And then oddly, Cannibal at Lagoon and Raptor tie for 48. <laughs> and Liceberg Bannon. Or I fucked up the name. Liceberg Bannon. I, I don't know. But that is 50. And uh, that's the Golden Ticket Awards. So when you first when you first set this up, I was kind of hoping that there would be a joke where number fifty was Manhattan Express. So here's like, the deal, okay? I wanted to vote for it because it's legitimately in my top ten for legitimate reason. I am married on it, right? I tried to vote for it. It's not even an option because everything was from a drag down menu. Yeah, that's crazy. So it didn't even show up. I looked under every name. Not a single one of them. So. But hey, man, I am uh, getting pretty fucking zonked. Well, we covered enough. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to probably go pass out in a few. But before I do that, um, fucking leave us a review on the iTunes, no, the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify's or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. That's the right one you should use to review ours and tell us, uh, shit, what your favorite beer is. Or, um, what you think should be in the top five on the golden ticket awards. That is a good one too. What is your, what is your best amusement park for the golden ticket awards? Or what is your best top five for the golden ticket awards? Send us your ballots. Um, Thanks to all of our folks on Patreon. I'll make a whole list and insert it here. All right. Uh, follow us on the socials. Uh, email us your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or give us a call 312 572 9552. You can leave us a voicemail or even shoot us a text. We appreciate it. We'll play them on the show. We always love to hear from you guys. Join our Discord server. Link is down in the description. Um, fuck. Uh, your favorite coaster sucks.com. That's our website. It's got content. Fucking over 80 episodes of podcasts that we've done. So that's probably like 160 hours of podcasts. Pretty much. Shit. So go listen to all of them if you're insane. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Go enjoy. That's what they're there for.
Um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else, man? Nah, I'm all good. I've, uh, saw the golden tickets. Not surprised. Um, so. The, um, For sure. I'm a little sad Magnum is low. Hey, but at least it's still, like, in the top 30. That's true, yeah. There's probably a lot of people who do not like that ride. Like old people. Or younger people. Yeah, that's that's the gap. It's like really young coaster people or really old coaster people are the ones who hate it. Hate it. Well, I feel like the old ones like it more. Well, right, right. I'm just, I just mean like, well, that is true. If you're, if you're up there and you're a coaster person, you're kind of, you kind of know what you sign up for. Yeah, it's gonna fucking hurt sometimes. <laughs> Simple as that. That's what she said. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. <clears throat> thanks for ripping a bong. <clears throat> Hope you're smoking or whatever, wherever you are. And until next time, your your favorite, favorite coaster. coaster. Sucks. Sucks.